rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.01 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have a great show and discussion for you today. I started off with a little bit of knowledge for me, a drendel. I didn't know uh, what yeah, that was. Yeah, I got a drendel, yeah, for awesome. our German flag raising tomorrow. It's uh, okay. an authentic German lovely dress that right. i ironed last night for way too long okay <laughs> <laughs> to be super ready it is um, gonna be ready uh tomorrow's the german flag raising our guest today is friend of the show kane county board member for district eight michelle gums how you feeling i'm feeling good good morning curtis good. thank you for having me absolutely as good you to know see i'm you. not a morning person but i'm here for you and i feel <laughs> and, and you know what since i know that i the love is here it's well, all I do love right you. here. I do. I do appreciate it. And um, I love the show. We are. And uh, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's wonderful. I knew it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks this for supporting us. Places. Thanks for supporting us. Um, we're going to talk about the Kane County Board. For you Aurora folks today, you will get a full knowledge of what the board does. We will be speaking to uh, a great board member who's going to tell us many things, including taxes and budgeting sounds like fun stuff to be talking about at 803 in the morning um now the first question is you know what uh what does the Kane county board do explain a little bit about its mechanics so the mechanics of the Kane county board are essentially that we have a large budget it's just under 400 million dollars and we actually allocate said funds mm-hmm. um to all the departments. So you might ask, you know, what departments do you fund? Well, we have a huge list, things that people are maybe not aware of. Um, We have the health department, the sheriff's department, the judiciary, um, the Department of Transportation. We have uh, uh, development, uh, jobs, Mm -hmm. I mean, you name it, we pretty much do it. The assessor's office, the taxes, the elections. Right. Um, and those, all of those areas require funding, right? So mm-hmm. when you send the taxes into us, then we have to make sure that those individuals not only have excellent staff, um, but that they can provide the services that you are used to and deserve right. um, as residents. And you represent District 8. Uh, so I am District 8, which is the southernmost part of King County. Um, and I go a little bit into my old neighborhood, so I actually grew up on Fifth Street, uh, 909 Fifth Street. I won't say, but a good friend of the show's lives in that house. <laughs> um, and I have lived in District 8 for my entire 50 years. Um, and I worked for the police department for about 20 years okay. in the 911 center. Um, but not only that, I was born into the law enforcement family, so my entire life has been in law enforcement in some field or another. So when I retired in 2016 to take care of my dad, um, he then passed away and I said, you know, you complain all the time, you might as well run for office. So here I am. And digging into what the county board does, um, a lot of people don't know. Well, I kind of was one of those people that I didn't know everything that went into the job. Um, I am still learning as I go, but I feel like I'm a good fit for it. A little bit feisty. I'm a little bit nice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all the things it takes. But, right? you know, I think I think the key, before we get into all the questions, the key to a good, I guess, politician is your heart has to be in it. You have to have good character, and you have to know, listen, and understand what your community needs and be able to love your job right love like love is an underused word and i truly love our community i love my district i love the people in it so that carries through into my votes i'm able to make a little change here and i know it's going to help somebody there right um 
Right. So you do. Uh, well, it, it is true about the community. Um, you do come from the community. You represent the community and you do it very well. Uh, I will I will let folks know uh, what very important. I'll give you your flowers right now. One of the uh, uh, a very important interview that we had in early days of our show, you provided for us, which was uh, uh, Sergeant Weaver. Um, that was. That was a big interview for us uh, as a show that's trying to come up and start doing new things, and informing people. It's not always easy to make law enforcement contacts. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's not the easiest thing in the world. They they may they may not come on the show simply because, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, that was a very, very appreciated. Well, you're meet, welcome. And uh, that was a great interview, too. And an essential conversation, right? Like yep. we have to all have conversations. It was. It was. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and he's wonderful, too. He is. Yeah. That was a good episode. <laughs> he brought me uh, He brought me cappuccino that morning. So yeah. Shout out to Sergeant Weaver. So, um, currently, um, the county board is in budget season right now. Okay. So, um, what does that mean? Well, we have, you know, the finance department. We, we are a committee-structured environment. So, there's a lot of rules, regulations. We follow Robert's rules of order. We try to follow Robert's rules of order. And then there are structures. So... If you have an issue that may come before the health department, then that first goes to the health department committee. Mm. And then that chair would create an agenda and then they talk about it. And then if they have consensus on said things, then they'll forward that to, if it's got money involved, then it would go to finance. And then for finance, it would go to executive and executive determines what is on the county board agenda. And then it goes to the full board. Um, I think the advantage of, King County is that I think for the most part all of our board members there's 24 board members um, and our chair and we all watch um, we have the ability to zoom in to watch all of these meetings so when you're watching them even though you might not be participating you still have the information so when it comes to executive or it comes to the county board you've already got a lot of information um, which is helpful so um, what are some challenges right now that the Kane County Board is facing? Um, Kane County has, here I go. Um, Kane County has. <laughs> Time um, is 808. <laughs> yeah, 808. Um, in my opinion, Kane County has some ex- extremely challenging situations, and that is directly related to the budget. Um, <clears throat> something I want to point out that a lot of people don't realize, like taxes is such a dirty word. Um, I don't even like to say it, but I say it all the time because I like to tell the truth. Um, the truth is, is that Kane County, when you get your tax bill in the mail, it says Kane County on it. Kane County does not have control over that entire tax bill. So think of it as a pie, right? There's a giant pie in the school district. They might have uh, control over 68% of what your total tax bill is. And then the library has control over 4%. And King County Board, our little piece of that pie is 4%. Mm. So that's what we use for our budget. 4%. So 4%. And consistently for the the past two budgets, I have voted against both budgets because they're not sustainable, um, in my opinion. Now, the viewer will say, well, why are we not cutting? Well, we do cut. We try to find spaces where we can eliminate, you know, excessive spending or what somebody might think is not necessary spending. Um, Having said that, Kane County's 4% has remained 4% for 11, 12, 13 years. So we have not raised that to the level we need to. And I say that because other counties surrounding us are making um, a lot more money. So their mm-hmm. employees, their staff, and the people that provide those services are making more money than King County does. I see. What happens there is we then lose people with experience or we're just a stepping stone for somebody to go somewhere else. Right. So why is that a problem for our budget? Because our gas went up too our petroleum went up our you know our lights went up everything went up for us as well so when I say to you that I want to raise your taxes yes I just said that um it's because I want to make sure that King County residents are in fact receiving the best quality and I think King County is on track to be uh, an extremely important county throughout the entire country not just in Illinois 
Um, so I want to be able to pay our state's attorneys, our our circuit clerks, our you know all of our employees, our staff are amazing. Right. But we have to keep them. And how does that directly affect the voter? Um, well, for example, if you're involved in, let's say, God forbid, a domestic or a battery of some sort, and that um, officer now has taken a report, mm -hmm. and they have to call the state's attorney's office to get authorization on charges. Now, if they get a state, and our state's attorneys are wonderful, don't get me wrong, but we need experience, right? So if there's an aggravating factor and the officer calls up and says, you know, this is a battery, and the state's attorney says, okay, you know, go ahead with the charges, and miss the aggravating factor, the fact that the individual is maybe 75 years old, that's an aggravating factor, right. makes it a worse charge. Right. So now we have to go back and fix that. And... And if we can head that off by getting quality people, keeping them, and our staff loves Kane County. They love to work with us. Right. They love to work for the residents of Kane County. We just need to love them back. And we've been having this conversation since I got elected in 2020. And frankly, I'm tired of having the conversation. I just need people to, to tell the truth about it. And right. the truth is, is that we need to raise your taxes. Now, it's not 300 or $400 for my district. Um, our, our median income is 55000 okay. okay? If your house is about 200000 I'm talking about 4 or $5 for the whole year. That's what I want for the whole year. I don't want $400. I don't want $100. I want about 4 or $5 for the whole year. And that will help us. Um, there's also some other things that we can do um, as far as raising taxes, which aren't very popular, but we're, we're in the middle of it, so we'll get there. Right. Um, but I just want to be forthright with people and tell them, you know, these are things that it's literally our job to talk about taxes. Of course. And if you evade it or avoid it because of, you know, an election season or, or this, that, or the other, then you're not really doing your job. Right. And we need to have those conversations. And the constituents, you know, you can you can join in those conversations too. Come to our meetings; they're all available on YouTube. Um, you know, our board office is at 17 South Batavia Avenue in Geneva. Um, the calendar is available on Kane County on Kane County's website. I would love to have you come and and uh, sign up to speak and talk. Um, listening is something that I'm pretty good at. I talk a lot too, but <laughs> <laughs> but so, you listen a lot. Listening so. is, I think. The most important part right and how do you listen you know you listen not only in conversations going to the community events but oddly enough social media you know people what's how are they feeling what are they thinking you know right. that comes through in in social media too paying what, attention right what can be done to um to you know make that easier for folks to digest how can we you know how, how can we help provide that information so folks understand their tax bill a little bit better they understand what to you know what issues can be dealt with and what cannot be dealt with by my Kane County board member you know because uh, I think a lot of people don't know just don't even have that basic idea so what else can right. we do to to raise that awareness for folks okay so I think um I'll take a little bit of ownership for that I think our messaging has consistently been horrible on it okay. um so a town hall um you know, I go to community events. Every community event I go to, I talk about taxes. You do, you do, um, because I'm not afraid of afraid of that. But you know, we do social and emotional well being meetings. We, I mean, you name it, we do all kinds of meetings, and I always bring it up because it affects everybody's life. Like everybody's hurting, right? Everybody's hurting, and we understand that, or I understand that for sure. But that doesn't mean we can af avoid the necessity, right? So. Mm. Mm, but that doesn't mean we can avoid the necessity, right? Yeah. We need to have those conversations. Those are tough conversations. They are tough. But they need to be had. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell us about the most recent event that you were at, most recent community event. Oh, um, recently? Oh, I went to a gala on Wednesday night. Okay. That was the um, Aurora Hispanic uh, Chamber. Okay. And it was a night in Guatemala. It was night fantastic. Why are those important? Those are, you know, community events are so important because I think people like to see who's representing and they like to hear 
sometimes what your positions are. Right. Um, so, yeah, I had to put on a fancy dress and all that lovely stuff, <laughs> which I don't mind, I guess, sometimes. But um, And then I, I try to do uh, the food bank on Tuesday nights, but we have meetings, like, all the time. Right. So I've been missing out on our St. Therese uh, food bank on Tuesday nights because of some committee of the whole meetings. I mean, if you looked at my calendar, you'd be like, Michelle, how do you do it? Right. <laughs> um, so right now with, with, with the budgeting, um, mm -hmm. the process is, what's the best word to describe the process? Intense? Ongoing? It, it, it's ongoing. It is always intense. Um, you know, you have, it, it's seemingly, um, it's confusing to me. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it's confusing to a lot of people. I'm not a budgeteer, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, I've learned over the years that just having the conversations, undering, you know, understanding the process, that's right. super important as well. So you have a smaller budget team that starts it out, and then, you know, the finance department is all engaged, and then we're all, all engaged at some level. Um, I think that identifying, you know, there's big conversations right now about um, – vacant positions um, mm -hmm. within the county that we might be able to eliminate to save a little money, right. um, which is great, except for we have vacant positions because we're not paying people enough money. So right. um, a similar like it, at the Aurora Police Department with the, the shortage of dispatchers, it's always going to be there until you actually pony up and pay people what they're worth. Right. So I think um, budget-wise, you know, it is, it's not chaos. It's just very confusing. The smart people are engaged, they're involved, and they give us options and education throughout. Like, that's the most important thing. I don't know what I don't know, so I educate myself. Right. And then I rely on my board members, too. So we, um, unlike the state of Illinois and the, you know, the Congress, we don't caucus. So when we have conversations, we must do one phone call at a time. Right. So it's hours and hours of phone calls and trying to understand. And this is on both sides. Um, I don't just talk to Democrats. I talk to my Republican friends. And we have great relationships. And they're very helpful. Right. Um, time is 8.18 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We're here with Kane County Board Member for District 8, Michelle Gums. Uh, with your background in Aurora, um, family, law enforcement, being engaged in the community, just being in it. What did you not know when taking the position and becoming a board member? Surely you knew the way that things worked and how law enforcement does help and support the community, how, you know, how in tandem that sure. is. But what was the, what was the penny drop moment? What was the, what was the aha moment well i don't know exactly that it was an aha moment it was more of a holy crap moment okay and it was you know we have over like a half a million people in king county right so having that responsibility is enormous and making sure that your votes are for the right reasons helping people as about you're never going to make everybody happy so that's the holy crap part right, right. like i'm going to make somebody upset here but this is what i believe is best based on the feedback that i've gotten from the community right one of the very interesting things that here at aurora um a lot of you may not know but over 50 percent of this county is rural right and farmland and not everybody knows that we're down here we've you know we're bumping into each other it's like bumper cars yeah first friday yeah, yeah right yeah. like everything's going on but as a county board member i you know i like to take the time to understand the county so you know it takes me like an hour and a half from point a to point b at mm -hmm. the top and bottom of the county but i'm out there driving around looking at at properties and Pingree grove and you know you name it right to understand and getting out into the middle of the sticks, you're like, this is not Kansas anymore, right? right? I mean, not that I'm not aware of our farmland. It's just wonderful to get out there. So um, the diversity of the county is very interesting geographically. Okay. Um, so it was more of an, oh, crap, you have a huge responsibility. Right. 
and people who have the more rural experience, they vote differently. Their demands are different. The things right. that they're looking at are different. Their whole experience is different. So taking that into account Absolutely. Um, as well is, is, is super important. It's very important. Yep. And, you know, I represent Aurora and Montgomery. I mean, those are my peeps. Right. A-Town. Um, <laughs> but you have, you know, like something that has always bothered me is you don't get it. Like I'm, I was on the union board prior in a prior life you don't get everything you want right like right it's negotiation 101 like you don't get everything you want no, nobody's going to be happy 100 percent of the time you have to be able to give a little to get a little and i know that's foreign in this environment right now sadly you're but so it's right destructive Sad. you're it, so right it's it's extremely destructive so we you know we got to keep each other in check um, we can't let our fars get too far, mm -hmm. and when they do, we have to be, ha you know, we have to have that political courage to call them out and say we're not going to tolerate that. Yep, we have to be able to look and see the bigger picture. It's like what is and the it is big, a big picture? picture? Yeah. What's the big picture of the whole thing? You know, that may require me to let go of this <clears throat> strap to make sure that the whole thing rises. You know, I may have to take a little bit out of my boat to make sure the whole thing doesn't sink. That's that's. But you're right, it, it, it does seem to be missing. And that's the kind of stuff that all together makes people not even care about what's on their tax bill, not, right? Uh, they're all, it's, it's all against me anyway, so I may right. as well not even look or, and discern what percentage is going where and what's responsible for what. And as, as much as I understand that behavior, I, you, know, that's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's an unfortunate symptom of, of a bigger problem mm -hmm. that we don't have people engaged. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, what are you doing for me? Right. Nothing. Right. I'm hurting. Everything I'm doing is hurting. And I get that. Uh, but we still have to function. Right. I think the more engagement that you have holding us, people like me, to account, I think the better off the community will be. Uh, time is 823. And with that, I, I um, really want to dig home uh, voting and voting. the yes. importance of it. And, uh, you know, if folks aren't registered to vote where they can go do that, uh, you know, it, 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 let's let's talk about that and talk about how crucial it is for you want to vote and take part in the process and the benefits. So voting historically in my district is very low. Um, it's disappointing. But where do you go to vote? Vote.org um, will tell you if you're registered or not. Um, we have voter registrars throughout the county. If you need to connect with one of those, you can reach out to me. We'll put my information up or whatever sure. if you like. Um, but why is it important? It's important because, you know, everybody says, well, my vote doesn't count. It absolutely counts. We have board members in our field that have lost or won by 10. Right. Um, or six or seven. So if you need a certain person that has your fundamental beliefs, then you need to go and support them. You need to make sure that they're being held accountable as well once they get there. You know, it's not just loosey-goosey, oh, great, you've been elected, now I'm going to let you go. You have to be engaged in that voting process. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we could raise those voting numbers and actually the, you know, people complain a lot. And I'm one of those people, too. I, mm -hmm. I complain about all kinds of things. But if I'm complaining and not doing, I don't feel like I'm, uh, I'm being, well, certainly I'm not being heard. Right. Right? I'm not being heard in the right arena. That's it. Right. So you, you have, That's you know, it. you have the ability to be in the arena, to cast a vote, and to be heard in that arena. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I tell people all the time, if your vote wasn't important, people wouldn't be trying to take it away from you. I mean, come on now. Absolutely. Come or, on. Yeah. And, and, you know, trying, I mean, a, as politicians, you know, we have to go out and we have to earn the votes, mm -hmm. right? We have to make sure that our votes matter to you. Right. And we're going to, you know, politically, we, we knock on doors, we come, we want to talk to you and hear what your concerns are. We have to earn that, but we want you to participate when we come. Right. Um, the process, you know, the whole life, life and what people see and what they hear about, it will make it can make you cynical. It can make you think that mm -hmm. your voice isn't being heard or wouldn't be heard if you did cash your ballot, whatever the case may be. But but what people need to know is that 
and that's the importance of like when you go out and things like that. Me and you were at the Touch a Truck event last year. Remember that at Phillips <laughs> Park? You were there. When you see the people actually in the community, that should go a long way to show you. Because, and that's what I thought was great about you. You know, like you're approachable. You can ask. You know, you can be asked a question. That you are. You are. Approachable. <laughs> I like to make everybody's day if I can change You're or put a smile. You are. <laughs> if I can put a smile on somebody's face, I like to do that. But you know, I'm. If you'd you help put, out, you you'd give put back. a smile on you my face out, if you, you registered back. to vote and came out to vote because yeah. we want yeah. you to engage. You help out and you give back, and that goes a long way. Um, so I think the time is eight twenty-six. Well, any future plans? Do you? Do you Heck have yeah. any, any future? I'm going to be the president. I'm, I'm right. Manifest it. <laughs> Claim that. Claim that. There you um, go. <laughs> yes, I think, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure what those are. But, you know, right now I'm, I'm learning. Mm-hmm. My colleagues are helping me learn. Um, you, you're, you know, you're getting history lessons from some establishment folks. <laughs> and, you know, I'll be traveling um, to Washington. I travel to Springfield. I engage with our legislators on a regular basis as the chair of legislative committee. Um, so yeah, I'm thinking, you know, maybe, okay. I don't know yet. It's maybe okay. a well. fancy spot. That's what I call it. Fancy. <laughs> we'll see. Well, um, if there's anything that we can, uh, can do or share about Kane County and to help people get the awareness out, we definitely will continue to do that. Yeah. Um, well, share I, what you guys got going I would on. like people to sign up, you know, go on your Facebook. I'm old school Facebook. We, you know, we have the, the sheriff's department page. We have the health department page. We have the state's attorney page. We have all these pages, you know, King County connects. Um, that's where you get a lot of information from us. And okay. uh, if you guys, anybody wants to talk with me, you know, set something up, I'll come and we'll have a little chat session and, work out our problems and save the world all right absolutely wonderful all right guys uh the time is eight twenty-eight. um so we are going to uh for the uh next half here at eight we're going to show you guys something very interesting in three years of time doing this show uh, we've captured some amazing conversations one of them uh was with current kane county state's attorney jamie monster uh the conversation was on vertical prosecution um uh, very important in uh, and law enforcement. As you guys know, we do have the ongoing partnership with the Kane County State's Attorney's Office. We conduct monthly community discussions with very robust topics, including um, domestic violence and many things that the Kane County residents should know. So in this clip of vertical prosecution, please listen to what's going on. Please say heed to the information. It's not very long. It's about five minutes. Um, and also, this is going to be a good flashback for folks because this is a time when Good Morning Aurora wasn't always able to be viewed. It was only audio. Mm. It was only audio. Was it from the closet? No, it wasn't bathroom days. No, oh, we really... not the bathroom days. Okay, <laughs> yeah, You've not come the bathroom. a long way, my friend. We have a come a long way yes. since then. Yeah, this, but this was um, this is right after the bathroom days. Okay, this is like a month after bathroom days. Yeah, yep. Um, so right now we appreciate our guest uh, one more time. We appreciate our our, our guest, uh, Kane County Board Member for District Eight, Michelle Gums, for coming on the show. Uh, please be aware of what is on your tax bill. And you can go to vote.org, check if you are registered to vote, and get in touch with all of the departments in the Kane County, or in Kane County, excuse me, through Kane County Connects, Kane County State's Attorney page, Sheriff's Office, and other great pages on Facebook. Now for that footage. identify somebody so you are you get picked up and you have cocaine on you well it's likely that you have an addiction so instead of arresting you right then and there putting your fingerprints taking your mug shot you know of course it goes out on the police blotter the media reports about it you go to bond call then you maybe are released if you're not released you stay in jail but you still come back status day after status day what I want to do is stop that right there and put them into some sort of treatment program And this doesn't necessarily mean inpatient. Sometimes it's outpatient. But you know what? There are experts who can determine that and can guide them down that path. Because we do have these resources here. Why are we just using them when they're in jail or after they've been arrested? Why can't we divert them into that without putting them through the criminal justice system? 
because this is what you avoid. You avoid it going into the media. You avoid their name being blasted everywhere. Right. They don't have to miss to come to court. They're not necessarily paying for an attorney or getting the public defender. So all of this happens here, and they're diverted right into treatment immediately, as opposed to diverting them into treatment down here, but after they've been in the criminal justice system. Um, is it true that categories and classifications of crimes and charges uh, differ based on a person's demographic. So that is to say, uh, are people of color more likely to get certain charges that Caucasians would not? So does it say in the law? No. Has it happened? Yes. Why is that? Again, I think it's these implicit biases that we've had. Mm -hmm. I think it's the way our criminal justice system has been structured. Right. I think it's how we do directed policing. I think it's the experience level of prosecutors. What people mm -hmm. may not understand is that we have brand new attorneys who come in who just passed the bar. Right. And then we have people who have been there for 20 plus years who have a ton of experience. But we put the newest of the new attorneys on our screening so what happens is in King County, if there's a felony, the police officers have to call into our felony system. Right. When I was doing this, we were on pagers. So that's how Pagers. We, I know. Damn, I remember. Shout out to the pagers. Beep, 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 beep. I would be in a restaurant <laughs> and my pager would go off and they'd be like, doctor, but nope, not at all. So, um, we, they call us, they call us for charges, and basically they give us a quick synopsis. Mm -hmm. And the synopsis is, this is the defendant, these are the facts of the case, I'm looking for these charges. So you can have a brand new prosecutor. Okay, wait a minute. I'm looking for these charges? Well, so these are the charges that I think they should be. Oh, okay. So let's say it's possession of cocaine. That's a class four, depending on the how much you have. So they're saying, I'm looking for an unlawful possession of a controlled substance, class four, because of these facts. And not as in looking nefariously. This is just what they... Sure. So, and then the prosecutor says yes to those charges or no to those charges or these charges, essentially. But if you have one person on one week who has very little experience, and then you have a person on the next week who has a ton of experience, you're going to get inconsistency in terms of charging. So one of the things that I want to do as the next state's attorney is I want to have a screening division of three experienced prosecutors who are on for 12-hour shifts. 12 on, 24 off. And those are the people who have guidelines, who've prosecuted these cases, who know what it takes to actually accept the charges and bring them before a judge or a jury. Then you're going to have consistency. And these are the same individuals who are going to be going to our bond call so that instead of having one person come in and say, I want $1 million in a bond, when really it should be a $5,000 recognizance, these are the people who know. These are the people who have experience. And then those other newer attorneys are going to be watching it, and they're going to see how it goes, and they're going to grow to be better prosecutors over time. But that's what we have to do is we have to take our amazing resources that we have at the state's attorney's office right now, but we have to better put them into the courtrooms and into vertical prosecution, which means you have one person that takes it from charging all the way up to get consistency so that you don't have that situation where a person of color gets a bigger charge than a person who's white. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. All right, and we are back. The time is 8.35 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed today's interview with Kane County Board Member for District 8, Michelle Gums. Uh, Michelle is a dear friend of the show. She's been supporting our show for uh, quite some time now, so we really appreciate having her come on and tell us about the intimacies of the Kane County Board from the District 8 perspective. Um, in the description of this video, too, we'll also share the Kane, County's, uh, Kane County Board's website so you can learn more um all right so right now we're going to do some weather and news for you guys let you know what's happening out there do the weather recaps i mean some of you and this would be unfortunate if it were true some of y'all might not have been awake 
oh, at 7-Eleven in the morning. If you were not, we'll do it for you again. Here are the temperatures today, you guys. Um, so starting off the week today, uh, we got 88 as today's daytime high with a nighttime high of 64. Tomorrow, 89 degrees and a nighttime high of 70. And then um, Wednesday, 85 with a nighttime high of 64. Thursday, a night a daytime high of 73, a nighttime high of 52. And Friday will be 63 with a nighttime high of 40 five degrees it's hoodie weather that's what time it is windbreaker season so please uh be warm as you do your thing all right let's move on to the news uh yes starting off ladies and gentlemen what you know what actually scratch it up i didn't say hi to all the people norma peterson good morning to you nicole astra good morning raquel orta michael rayford good morning to you as well dear sir um luz elena brambila guerrero good morning to you State's Attorney Jamie Monster, good morning. That clip was from so long ago, but that was the beginning thoughts of the Kane County Collaborative Diversion Program. Yes, it was. That was definitely a throwback. That was, <laughs> that was definitely a throwback. Uh, but it was an important discussion. And it was, a, as a, it, was a, it was a very moving discussion, too, uh, because I think I may have mentioned in the larger part of that episode that that's one of the things that i noticed uh started to notice was that law enforcement was taking a a different path from just locking them up and throwing away the key to actually taking care of the individual um and saul olivas is here good morning to you saul all right first piece of news mishua khan thank you very much for that uh alex i know alex out there when will he when will he shut up and read all right uh mitchell Khan arts don't forget the inaugurational event for this great gallery is going to be uh october 6th uh from 6 to 9 p.m it's going to be at the third floor gallery 20 east downer place that is the david l pierce art and history center here in downtown aurora you will remember that we had our friends of the community foundation or excuse me the aurora history uh aurora historical society on the show on friday uh but the aurora public art commission gallery is presenting this with uh various other organizations including the city uh unam the central cultural morelia and uh and aurora downtown so come on out for some artisans and food and live music as well once again it's going to be october 6th from 6 to 9 p.m all right Next is the final installment in the Hispanic Heritage Financial Empowerment Series. Our friends at the Neighbor Project are presenting the Community Expo, which will be taking place on October 7th at the Prisco Center, 150 West Illinois Avenue here in the great city of Aurora. This will be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. The Financial Empowerment Series for Hispanic Heritage Month was to uh, teach and inform members of the Latino community about the benefits of home ownership. Uh, so, we had workshops, boarding passes to money and credit was the first workshop. The second was your passport to home ownership with uh, our partners of Bank of America. And uh, now culminating in this great event with food, prizes, and uh, a whole lot of fun for the family. For more information, you can call 331-300-3566. Uh, the number again is 331-300-3566. Also, we've shared this flyer on our Facebook page. You can also go to the Facebook page for The Neighbor Project. Hit the like and follow button as well. And if you scan the QR code on the very bottom, you can register for the event. Hope to see you guys there. All right. Next up, for all of you people who like to eat chili. And if you don't like to eat chili... I don't know. I don't know what could possibly be wrong with you, but uh, you're missing out. Chili is really good, and our friends of Java Plus have this great chili cook-off uh, coming up very soon, taking place. Uh, the entry fee is $25 to enter your chili into the uh, into the contest and see if you make good chili and what the people think and just for seven dollars you can vote and sample the chilies um so come on out there for this event it's going to be fantastic java plus is located at 1677 montgomery road in aurora javier burgos and dan okanowski get the shout out uh java place has fantastic coffee fantastic sandwiches great tea uh, and they open up the uh business for all kinds of people and all kinds of organizations to come showcase what they have and it's a true community spot so please come on out for this great chili cook-off it's going to be a uh, a really good time and a tasty time too 
That was corny. Tasty time, too. Alex, make sure I never say tasty time, too, again. I didn't tell you the date. It's Saturday, October 21st, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tasty time. We're not doing that. No more tasty time. Okay. Uh, Next, on October 21st, our friends of the Neighbor Project are presenting their 80s game night gala. Rubik's Cubes, video games, all the cool things that took place in the 80s will be making a resurgence on Saturday the 21st. Doors open at 5 p.m. The event will be from 6 to 9 p.m. And it will be at the venue, 21 South Broadway, right next door to the Cotta Line, right outside of here, actually. Um, it's going to be great. Dress up in your best 80s gear. Uh, tickets are available online. Sponsorships are also available. Come on out. Um, solo tickets, couples tickets, they have them all. It's going to be a really fun time. Uh, so please come on out here once again. Saturday, October 21st is your day. The Neighbor Project helps solve the puzzle of home ownership. Come and see and hear, indeed, some success stories about how they do that. Once again, the time is 842 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's Monday, October 2nd. All right. Good morning to uh, Tracy Duran. Tracy Duran is here. Good morning, Tracy. Heather Rainey is here. She says, we love Java Plus, such a great community spot. That is true. That is very true. All right. Next up is the um, 7th Annual Polar Bear Outing Marimba Players Scholarship Fundraiser. This is going to be Saturday, October 21st at Orchard Valley Golf Course. Um, It's $125 per golfer, and that includes dinner, golf cart, range, balls, and fun. All included. How about that? Registration is at 11 a.m. with a shotgun, well, shotgun start at 1 p.m. You can sponsor a hole. There will be raffles taking place as well. For more information, you can call 630-327-9476. That number again, 630-327-9476. Okay. Next up is the, uh, well, this will be a humdinger. This is the Dia de los Muertos event, which will be taking place October 28th at Fox Valley Mall. Now, all of our friends are going to be there. Zor Zapata. Yes, she will be there. Juan Diego Rojas will be there. Polo Sax. We don't know Polo Sax yet, but he's, he's a friend. Any, any brother playing the saxophone is definitely a guy you want to know. Uh, it'll be from 1 to 4 p.m. Fox Valley Mall, a fantastic event for the community. Come see the art culture and um all the fantastic stuff associated with day of the dead as told by our fantastic latino community of aurora jose torres and angie garcia will be presenting and emceeing this fantastic event they do a great job in so many different respects for the community to showcase our proud latino culture and heritage here in the city uh october 28th 1 to 4 p.m is the time fox valley center is the place and uh, Dia de los Muertos is the event. Come on out there for that. That'll be a good one. All right. Next up is the Dia de los Muertos uh, fundraiser. Our dear friends of the Illinois House Latino Caucus have their fundraiser. This is going to be at Moe's Cantina, 155 West Kenzie Street in Chicago, Illinois. Thursday, November 2nd will be the day. Uh, tickets and sponsorships are available online, as you can see right there. You can also see where to purchase them. Now, this place, Most Cantino, it's a, re- it's a really nice spot in Chicago. It's River North area. I've uh, been there a couple of times. Good place, good appetizers. So once again, um, November 2nd, Dia de los Muertos fundraiser for our friends of the Illinois House Latino Caucus. That's right. All right. And now this is going to be in December. I know what you're thinking. Curtis, we just got to uh, October, man. You're moving kind of fast. Well, you got to be ready. Life comes at you fast. Our friends of the DuPage Hispanic Alliance of the DuPage Hispanic Alliance, excuse me, um, have this great Latin American marketplace is coming up December 16th and 17th. This will also be at Fox Valley Mall. This is going to be a fantastic showcase once again of culture, um, food art handcrafted items from many different latino or excuse me uh, south american um, and latin countries will be on display here this is going to be a lot of fun what is an empanada in peru like well you can come find out uh december 16th and 17th don't forget to follow our friends at the dupage hispanic alliance here on facebook 
and on Instagram as well. They do so much to help bring, share, educate, and inform the suburbs about Latino presence and influence indeed. All right. You know, it's interesting doing this news. The time is 8.48 a.m. It's interesting doing this. He's a fabulous musician. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I know you're not talking about me, though, Nicole. Um, Juan Diego Rojas. It's interesting doing the news. I've always wanted to provide people with the best information, the most timely information, the most actionable information, and a way to connect with each other to help yourself learn, to help yourself grow. And I'm really proud of all of the stuff that you guys keep sending us. If you don't know, our email address is goodmorningauroraIL at gmail.com. If you got something that you want us to share with the community, please send it our way. Uh, hit us on the DMs and on Instagram and on Facebook as well. And we try to share anything that you guys send us. If it's positive, if it's going to inform, educate, and help the community grow in any way, we would be happy to share what you got going on. Uh, our dear friends over the weekend, new friends that we made, uh, This Girl's Story Poetry Club, um, they had an event at Java Plus. I hear it went very well. Uh, that's another organization that's doing great things. It's capturing the story of young people in poetry and helping to share that and amplify and spread that message. Uh, there's a lot of things going on that are helping people in many different parts of Aurora, the state too, all over the place. There's a lot of things going on, but they haven't seen the light of day yet. And um, I'm happy to bring those stories that people don't know about to the light of day. Those things that people are doing that can help somebody. I'm happy to help that um, come up to the surface. So if you've got something good going on, if you have a business, if you have any, anything that you're doing that can help another human being, reach out to us. We do have people who we've got on the show. We're going to be draining our email inbox and getting new stories for you guys coming up here soon. But in addition to that, I hope that you guys like the new format, the new style of the show, showing you guys more content, showing you things that we've done, showing you what we've seen in two years' time. Time is 848. Now with that, here's how we're going to end the show today. Uh, did I say hi to Zora Zapata? I think I did. Okay. Nicole Asher says APS Training Academy's annual fundraisers at Paramount's Meyer Ballroom, October 27th. Well, thank you very much for that. Good morning to Gams fam. Shout out to Michelle Gums. Michelle Gums is an awesome person. Dear friend of the show. All right. Um, so in closing today, as you know, Good Morning Aurora is all over the place. We continue to meet new people and share new stories. Um, as you know, we were also at the Tacos and Tamales event in Chicago. Got a cool clip of a street interview that we conducted with some uh, with some cool Aurora peeps in the middle of Pilsen, right on the corner, taking it to the street. News for the people. In fact, I've had I've, I've said enough about it. Take care of yourself. And each other, we're going to roll this footage and have and you guys have a blessed day. See you guys Wednesday. Once again, good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good afternoon, Aurora. Coming to you live from Pilsen. We got my boy Leo right here. We're at the Tacos and Tamales 2023 Festival. Uh, it's a really good event. Absolutely wonderful event. The DJs are great. Spanky D is in the house as well, doing his thing. Uh, DJ Pena as well. So a lot of great DJs. Yeah, absolutely. Aurora is really represented very well today. Um, I'm going to let uh, Leo here talk about the event a little bit, and then uh, I'll say goodbye to you. Hey, guys. My name is DJ Classic Crow, Leo. Um, I'm one of the founders of the Taco Tamale Festival DJ House Music Stage. This is our seventh year here. Um, each year it's just getting bigger, better. Um, we have a variety of house music from old 80s to tech house, jack and house, everything you can think about. Um, I'm really proud of it. It's something that, that, uh, I worked very hard to get. And like I said, we bring DJs from all over the suburbs, the city, and even across the state. So, uh, we got some well-known DJs who've been in and out of here. Um, well, come check us out every year in July. Well, come check us out. My boy, Classic Crow. 
Oh, yeah, it's your boy, DJ House 13, coming in. And next for the weather. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Go ahead. So, this is Yo Kev. I'm here with House 13, yes. Freddie. He's the other half of this. Taco Tamale Festival? Yes. So, 23. I'm going to hand it off to you because I know you got more information than me, bro. Well, we got one more night over here. If he posts it soon, but we got Sunday coming up, uh, from 12 to 10 and we got closing it out. CZR is closing it out for us, but I want to show some love for the Aurora people out there, the morning shows and everything like that. You guys are beautiful people, man. I'd be watching you guys. So it's cool. Stop on by. It's the Taco Tamale Festival 2023. And yeah, we, we over here. We hanging out and, uh, we're on 16th and Morgan. In the Pilsen neighborhood. So stop on by, man. Check us out, man. Everything's all beautiful. Love. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.